0: This is a professional radio, gentlemen. That would and be it's a... front wheel drive. God, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? ACSN,
1: there. Okay, and because it's not a supercar. It is. It's not. Automated perfection. Comes in the form of two letters, A and Long live my LTD. It's a car talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 9, Northwest FM. It's me, Maddie J, online with Mr. Scotty though Johnson and Mr. David Prince. How are you, gentlemen?
2: It and well, thank you. Yeah, pretty good, thank you.
1: Very, very good. Good to, good to see your lovely faces. We are also joined, um, he's connecting on as we speak, by Rob. Rob, how are you doing, man? Good. How are we? Good, mate. Good to see you. Sun's out, got the guns out. I can see you, Rob with the with the camera. Got the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, gentlemen. Let's get straight into Australia. Straight into it with some car updates. Mr. David Prince, updates with you. I believe you're sent, sending a car to Grays.
2: Um, that's the plan. Yes, yes, I'm going to uh, been in touch with. do me today. That's in a um. Uh, that's in the pipeline. That's mm-hmm. going to be the city. Is going number one okay there, just needing to um move a few things along reorganize the garage a bit so that's going to be uh i'll be interested to see how it goes had mixed results previously with people that i know of but um some hits and misses but this car is there's certainly nothing majorly wrong with it needs a few things Needs some tires and the needs uh i how the other day it's got a chip in the windscreen which i don't remember it ever having before so i'm not sure about that so sometimes you just need to draw the line with what you're spending on them and um Especially when they land in your lap, you don't actually go out looking for them necessarily when you haven't got a garage that will take all the cars. I don't like leaving them outside. No. Um, So that's one thing going on. spent last Saturday morning um, with some likely lads pulling apart a um, parts car, pulling bits and pieces off one of the scamps that we rescued from the garage in um, Lower Templestow a couple of months ago. That was a good morning. Got a lot achieved. It's amazing how much eight hands can do rather than two hands in, in the time you, you're allotted. When you've got a cricket match to get to.
1: Correct. Man. Yes. Correct. <laughs> uh, we we ended up bowling him out for like fifty six, and then oh, we're done. So we 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 won. Uh, we batted for like sixteen overs, and we had it done. So that, that, that's why I'll, I'll I'll get to the picture that I took a bit later. That's why I was able to do that on that day because <laughs> we had to wait some time. <laughs> so.
2: Oh, that's great! Sunday, I, I was oh gosh, confronted with. It was one of the busiest days from a car show point of view last Sunday. I think uh, than uh, I can I can remember in a long time. So I ended up not going to any of them, um, and <laughs> just living vicariously through a couple of, of people I know, which was which was a bit of fun. But uh, there was day of the Volkswagen out at the Eric Glen. There was the Mercedes concourse in Wanden. There was the Rockabilly Carb show at um, Montmorency. There was, oh, there was another Benzina Stables had one. There were another couple, I can't even think. Oh, that, that's
3: a day at Caribbean Gardens. Sorry, what was the other one, Rob? It's all American. Meet as well, car meet.
2: Oh, okay, yeah, I saw a few few big bangers on the road on the day too. But a friend of the show, Andrew Ricklesworth, took um, Marty, the, the TP Magna Elite wagon, along to the Wagon Nationals at Dandenong. That was the other one that was on. Um, came home with two awards. So Best Japanese Car of the Day and, oh, like a, like a director event director's t- trophy for the or public... Um, public vote or something, So he was absolutely stoked with those. So that was good. And another mate um, who I've been speaking to, uh, well, I've known for a few years now, the husband of a, a girl that my, um, my wife uh, worked with, he's had in the family for years and years a um, Volkswagen Bug, a Beetle, a um, beach buggy. Oh, cool. So it was... Um, the unusual thing about it he said i was talking to him one years ago about it and he he said oh it's actually a kalita he said you've probably never heard of one i said well actually i have heard of one uh and they're an australian designed fiberglass buggy shell basically that went onto a Volkswagen and chassis early 70s we're talking and and, um i remember it because back in the day i can remember getting the wheels magazine and one of the wheels photographers had broken into the Kalita warehouse and there and taken all these scoop photos of this new Australian <laughs> design beach buggy, and I, I still had the wheels in my magazine, not surprisingly. <laughs> so I dug it out and I gave it to this guy. He couldn't believe it, and it turns out his father had had a service station years ago, and he knew the guy that was the designer or, or, or one of, one of the people that was trying to instrumental in getting it up and running, um, yeah. and um, he bought three of them. Uh, and sort of through the through the service station sold two but kept one and that's still in the family. That's the car this this guy's now got. Oh, wow. So it's been in the family 50 years and it's always been registered. So they've always kept it registered. It's, it's never been restored but it's just always been the buggy. It's just been sitting in, fa- in the thing. And he said to me, well, you know, I, thought, I'm, I think it's time to go. You know, I don't need it. We're downsizing everything, you know, like I don't drive it, you know, and I said, "Oh, look, there'd be some demand for it." I mean, there were. You told me there were forty-four of them built, I think. And it's an interesting-looking thing. It's not the prettiest beach buggy, I'd have to say, that I've ever seen. But you know, quirky is a, is a good way to describe it. Uh, yeah, anyway, I was talking to Ed on when we were dealing on Saturday. I was talking to to Ed, and he said, "Oh, something about the date of the Volkswagen." And I said, "Oh, is that tomorrow?" Because I told this guy that i talked to him this week about you know. Coming up with a plan to try and sell it, I had I know a few people in the DW, so you know I thought I'd try them first. And I thought he's got to try Day the Volkswagen surely. So I rang him when we got home from the from Dingley, and he um and said he'd never heard of Day the Volkswagen, didn't know what it was. He's just not a car club guy at all, and he lives out in Murwillumbah. I said, look, it's only in Yarra Glen. I said you should go and have a look and just have a chat to some buggy guys there. Anyway, he took it. He rang me three times during the course of the day because over the course of the day, he said, as soon as I pulled up at the gate, the guy's jaw just dropped and um, said, I I have only ever heard about these cars. I've never seen one, you know, and then ended up winning the Director's Award on the day. Oh, what? the coolest car on the day and had to be do it being a procession at one o'clock as all the awards were presented so he was going, I can't believe it I said I told you what, you know there'd be a you know that's the market you want so um he had to go away for a couple of days so I haven't heard if uh, if it resulted in a sale but I mean talk about a uh, talk about an audience I mean I, I think that would have been the place that he if he couldn't have sold it there I think he, he was going to be in trouble. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy.
2: So, so, did he did he have it for sale when it was there? or, or um... He had a, just a handwritten for sale sign on the thing on it. But yeah, he said that it generated a lot of interest. And the, you know, when he went in, the guy that took his money at the gate it was I think it was twenty five bucks to display the car. Said, "I'll be i coming and finding you a bit later." He said, "I need to talk to you about this car." <laughs> so <laughs> he had a couple of people, you know, Volkswagen magazine guys, um, speak to him and 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 ask for his details and stuff. So if he can't. Of sell it with a bit of publicity generated like that, then then there's something wrong.
1: Absolutely. Well, what color is it?
2: Bright red. Bright red. I'll, actually, I'll send you a photo in the.
1: Yes, send us a photo. I'd love to see it. Um,
2: yeah. So that was a little bit of vicarious excitement through other people's cars.
1: Well, speaking of uh, events, did you go to, um, Rob, that is, did you go to uh, the Mercedes
3: Benz concourse? Forgot all about it. <laughs> <Forgot> about- oh. <laughs> oh, did you tell me it was on? By the time I woke up and had brekkie and all that sort of stuff, it was just too late, so didn't do anything.
1: There you go.
2: <laughs> well, it was a, it was an unusual location. It was right up at um,
3: Wandon. I think it was held at the same place last year. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it sort of sucked away in a, in a paddock um, on a bit of a hill. Right. Well, that's not ideal
2: either, is it? On, on various levels.
3: Mm, it was all right. It wasn't too bad. Um, uh, a lot of cars turned up last year, but not sure what it was like this year.
1: Updates with you, Rob. Well, sorry, with David, are we still up going through updates or are we all good? You no, know, that's
2: enough. <laughs> uh, Rob, oh. updates with
1: you?
3: Not much, really. have just been working on the, the roof on the E430 because all the paint's peeled off it. And I try to wrap it. And then as I pull the wrap off, I think I might have mentioned it once before. The wrap pulled all the top coat off, all the clear coat. So now I'm sanding back the clear coat. I'll seal it and then I might even paint the roof gloss black. So I'll see. I'll give it a go to try to bring it up to what a, a newer Mercedes roof would look like mm. on an older E430. So that's the goal. Just carbon wrap it. Uh, well, I tried to wrap it and it just sort of rip, the curvatures and bits and pieces, and the wrap might have been a cheaper wrap. It just didn't work out too well. When I went to peel it back, it just ripped off all the the actual um, undercoat. Then I tried to sand it and blend it and put the wrap back over the top of it and actually showed up the the actual difference between the clear coat and, and the top. Uh, oh, right. and the, oh. So you can actually see the outline of where the wrap actually brings everything up from underneath. So it has to be perfect to, to put the wrap on. If the paint works a 100%, you just can't put it on.
1: Yeah.
3: So I decided I'm just going to paint it. Um, so i do that. Um, not much more progress on the, the focus, um, the RS. <laughs> replica. Replica. <laughs> tribute, 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 <laughs> tribute, tribute, <RS> tribute, <laughs> So not much has been done there, but uh, apart from that, I just built a, uh, finished off the carport, moved the F100. And my dad's got an ML Mercedes, which I think I might've mentioned once before. It used to be Simone Warren's ML 320 silver one. Yeah, you did. You did. Yeah. So um, that's parked underneath the shelter now, so it's not collecting water. Apart from that, really not much.
1: David, you've sent through these pictures of this of this uh, of this buggy. It's actually uh, it's very quirky. They're very quirky looking, aren't they? Like they're they're a real um, they're not your typical you know your big wheel you know kind of kind of kind of buggy, are they? They're they're a bit different to that.
2: I don't no, it's uh, it sort of uses the stock sort of wheel. Well, these widened rooms on this one a bit, I think. That sort of fiberglass roll bar on the back of it. This is great for people listening to a podcast, doesn't? Doesn't make much sense, but <laughs> there's a fiberglass roll. Think, um, think sort of BMW Bauer sort of yeah. um, esque roll, roll, K, uh, roll bar in fiberglass. So I'm presuming, I hope it's got some sort of reinforcement in it. Much <laughs> for <laughs> roll bar just in fiberglass for it. um, And it's got aftermarket seats, but he's still got the original seats for it too, which were. Um, were red fabric in a sort of fiberglass shell. So it's very 70s. Um, I can remember the scoop photos in the wheels in magazine I mentioned earlier. All the canvas tops were available in, in either white or black or floral. So you could get the, you know, complete sort of paisley floral sort of uh, um, vinyls, very 70s. So I'm sure there'd be somewhere and someone out there. I mean... If if you're paying fifty grand for a mini moke I mean this has right. got to be dirty, hasn't it?
1: Has to be. Uh, well, it's, it's rarer than it's
2: rarer than a mini-moke. Rarer than a moe, more unusual and you know got a real sort of quirky sort of beach vibe about it. So
3: factory no, it's not fa- It's just an aftermarket kit. Um, no, well that was
2: designed here, uh, as I understand they were designed here in Melbourne, and um, and yeah, it was going to be you know the, the next big local sort of. You know, kit for them, um, and yeah, only forty-four of them, I think. Mark said got got it, ever um,
1: got produced. So, is that registered as a VW or was it, or was it registered as a? Um... That's a really good question. I don't know that. I'm still on full reg, too. That's, yeah. that's the other strange thing about it. You, yeah, well, I'll look up the I'll look up the reg and Race as we speak. Um, <laughs> yeah, it'll, 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 it'll tell us. But yeah, that's also...
2: oh, yeah that, that will. It'll either say it might say buggy or it might say. Looks a bit like a caricature of a frog. And I reckon the Wiggles could have used it too, probably.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I reckon reckon it would have suited the Wiggles to be fair. Scotty, updates with you.
0: Updates with me. Uh, I've been pretty flat out with mainly work and applying for things. Um, I guess the only kind of car stuff at the moment is my partner's sister got a new car. Okay, what was I She got a 2015 i30, the Active X. Oh, that Um, was the
2: picture you sent through the other day.
0: That's, um, yeah, of the screen. That's that's not the screen. I, I don't know what happened there for it to somehow stain or is the screen still on it? I don't know.
2: So you can actually see the image of the, the remove
0: the, the clear plastic screen. Yeah. Even when it's, even when the screen's off.
1: It might've so, been, it might've been on there for like a long period of time. And then when they ripped it off, the residue stayed on. Um, and then yeah. was, that could be the kind of thing. Does the
2: screen still operate when the car's on? Like. Yeah. It still, works fine, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. It still works fine. So hopefully it might be just residue. I might be able to clean it off for a,
2: I know some of, them had, yeah. um, some of them have an anti-glare sort of coating over the screen um, and um, and that can get scratched and marked and you can actually take that off. So they are, they are more glary, uh, yeah. but maybe it's just sort of somehow reacted with the sticker that was on it with that anti-glare coating. So mm. it, might, it might come off, but um, yeah, you just want to be
0: careful what you use on it and not press G- Yeah, exactly right, yeah. That's why I didn't really want to touch. Her. I was like, oh, if it was my car, I'd just go ham. Like, it's <laughs> my- <laughs> But it's not, so I wanted to be careful with it. But um, great car. Yeah, they're awesome. She's done well finding this one. Nice and comfy. The interior is still really good condition. Steering wheel's a bit worn um, across the top and that, but overall. She won't need to worry about anything anytime soon. It's got brand new tyres, brand new brakes, brand new discs. So, she. How many cases? You know what? I didn't even have a look actually. She let me kind of move it and, and drive it, but um, yeah, I wasn't looking. I was looking at everything else. I think.
2: Uh-huh. Well, out of interest, was it a two door hatch or a, or a four-door? Oh, four door? Oh, ActiveX, X was a four door. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. Brakes and discs. Um i know the the two doors and the wagons are actually built in europe so they they went through discs and brakes and uh, discs and pads much quicker Um, oh okay i thought the hatches i don't know if we got any hatches from europe or if they had a european brake sort of package i thought the hatches all came from korea but depending on the case i suppose it depends how how much they need to be replaced but
1: They're a pretty good thing. I I think she'll be, she'll have, she'll have good motoring with it. Um, just check if the recall has been done for the, uh, for the engine on those. Cause is is it a two litre that one? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, um, the GDI two litres have that oil, you know, burning issue, which they kind of, you know, rectified, I believe. So just, just check that. But, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, when I checked it out, she's done well, very nice car, very good for a first car. Absolutely. Still trying to find out where the ants are coming from in the Subaru. <laughs> it's just, it makes no sense. I don't know. They're not under the engine bay or anything. I've sprayed, I've looked. They just appear. Shouldn't I think take away in... your car. Pardon? You might eat away in your car. You've probably got a chip yeah. underneath there. Ah, well, oh, never. I never eat. No. Nah. And it's not inside, it's mainly outside the car. So, you know, when you're driving and you get all the bugs splatter and stuff. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. They're just drawn to that and I don't know where they come from. They just appear from nowhere. I could be parked up somewhere and I'll come back in like five, ten minutes and all of a sudden there's just like ants all over <laughs> like, yeah. Where the hell would they even come from?
3: But they only come back when you're back at home or is it anywhere? Anywhere. Anywhere.
0: And then sometimes I won't see them for days Ooh, and there's nothing, maybe one or two, and then all of a sudden... Boom, there they all are again. nesting <laughs> in your car. Wow. Maybe Somewhere it's just
2: that such a uh, sweet ride.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw what you did that, David. That was good. Nice. <laughs> <Who's the four?
2: laughs> <laughs> 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 joke. Yeah,
1: all the dead jokes are coming out tonight. That's for sure. Yeah.
0: Love it. Yeah. It's, good. it's just it's just really weird. You know, I had it. Um, I parked in a nice cool spot when I went to Woodend and played golf. What was it like a couple of weeks ago now? And when I came back, there was just ants all over it, all on top of the roof, on the bonnet windscreen. And I tell you what, they hold on really well. <laughs> doing over like a hundred and they're still there. <laughs> but they've got all those legs. I mean, you know. <laughs> it's not bad. they got some sticky legs they're holding on to that waxed surface. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, you know, just sprayed them off and, you know, I've I've even used a bit of spray in some areas where I've kind of seen them, but no, they'll still just pop up. Sometimes you dead spotted insect on the front. I'll come out and I'll see like, you know, like 10 of them all around it. I go, where the hell did you come from? There's no trail. (laughs) I I don't understand. There's no trail (laughs) to find out where they're coming from. They're just there. It's like, they just manifest.
3: Out of thin air. You put down this little uh, ant bait, and they'll actually take it back to the nest if there's a nest, and will actually, yeah, kill off the ants in the nest.
0: I uh, might that might be the the next go to? I think desperate times. But for- it's got to be. It's, gotta, it's somewhere on the car somewhere, but uh, I don't know where. And I see them just sometimes. They just decide to come out. Good. It could be worse. And they to just stay and hide in their nest. <laughs>
1: Scott, it could be worse. You could be driving a Civic, an EK Civic hatch at 110 k's an hour and a big Huntsman goes inside your windscreen uh, and drops on you uh, and you drive your car into a ditch. So it, it could be, it could be, you, you could be, you could be doing that.
3: Uh, but I, I think I, it would have been a
0: lot worse if that was me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're speaking from
2: experience, aren't you Matthew?
1: Absolutely. I was like half tempted to burn the car. I was like, like, That
0: happened with the R31, right? There was a, I opened the door, um, we're going years, years, you know, three or four years ago, um, before Mum went through and sprayed the house and stuff like that. But I opened the door and there was a Huntsman in the door and then it ran into the car yeah. and I'm like, Oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> where is it? And I'm looking everywhere. I'm spraying all in there and it ran up, um, where the, where the pedals are and went up to the
1: steering Oh no, there. that's the worst. I'm that's like, the worst case scenario. No.
0: And I'm just spraying all up in there, just coating it all inside. I'm like, I'm going to have to get rid of this car. Like, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with it because this thing was massive. And I'd go in there and I'd spray again and then i come back. And um, I think in about 10 minutes or so, I'm still looking and I ended up on the passenger side coming out of, like, one of the vents or something. And oh, ended up oh. on
1: the dashboard.
0: I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It got absolutely coated. <laughs> I reckon the whole can I just sprayed on it. <laughs> Each time it tried
3: to move a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine ran into a parked car when a huntsman coming out through his windscreen and dropped on his lap. Oh. Oh. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh,
3: that's when you destroy a car. If
0: you can't find it, if it's gone in the car somewhere, that's it. It's a write-off.
1: Uh, kill it. Kill it with fire, as they would say. Um,
0: yeah. Should be in the insurance policy. Policy. If there's one in there, and you got a photo of it, it's a write off. Doesn't
3: it? I love that. (laughs) Worst thing is, uh, I think Range Rovers. A lot of them um, have gone back. My mate saying back to the the shop, and all the wiring's gone on it, and rats have been eating all the wiring. Mm. Uh, Oh, really? Must be a pretty tasty set of wiring in the in the Range Rovers. Yeah, what are they covering them in? Something tasty. Not sure,
2: what they are covered by is warranty. Yeah, well,
1: I mean, you know, they're they're owned by Tata, which is an Indian company. So if it tastes like butter chicken, I'd be eating it too. You know, it would be it would be. It'd be, it'd be good. <laughs> um, so uh, I, I can see I can see why, why why they're getting hungry, but yeah, that's that's quite that's quite interesting. Car like that, but when they're, when they're already really bad, electrical wise, it's, I would be like, yeah, just run it off. That's, it's, it's no good.
0: I saw a brand new Defender just the other day and it's headlight was not working, <laughs> brand newy, you know, and they use LED headlights and stuff. So it's ain't no blown globe. <laughs> no. But uh, Updates, any other- with- Maddie?
1: Updates with me. Couple. Uh, so obviously, I went Saturday morning and uh, helped David strip a Scamp. You know, it, it's it, you, I, helped I was, strip. you helped him strip. Yeah, I did. Did um, <laughs> just stop um, the conversation there. <laughs> very, very um, it was, uh, you know, like you know, I should have taken him to dinner first, but anyway, that's another story. Well, so, um, <laughs> we have a discussion. It's sad stripping a car because it's just like you know, you, you think of all the things like that car would have done. Uh, but, it, but then you, you and Thomas were both like well you know it's parts are going to go to to save another one which which is which which makes sense and then the car was a bit too far gone so so yeah it was good so, so we managed to get get some bits and bobs off that then drove the m i obviously been driving the m two i parked it up a saturday afternoon because friday afternoon i called the place where my mom's getting a car from and they're like uh just 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 to you know check in and so no, and and they're like, yeah, well, no, I called them a while ago, and they said, oh, we'll give you a call back, and they call back, and they're like, oh yeah, it'll be here in four weeks, I was like, oh my god, okay, wow, all right. Um, so so we went and dropped off her 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 custom plates for the car, and when we got there, the guys like, no, it'll be here in actually two weeks. Um, so she's like freaking out now. She's like, oh, damn, uh, you know, she's panicking. She's like, oh. Oh, what am I gonna do? And I'm like, enjoy it. You should be happy it's been brought up. You know, it's been it's been brought up. Uh, you know, almost twelve months. So, um, <laughs> so, 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 that's that's pretty exciting for her. So, uh, that was that was pretty cool. And then they and they had a they had a uh, a demo Type R there. So we we took the plate out and had it held it in front of. Her. We're like, oh, yeah, it looks good. So, so That'll we'll, we'll have to. Uh, That'll work.
0: It'll work. that will work. Cool.
1: So yeah. So I've kind of booked it in to get it ceramic coated and, you know, and all protected um, as soon as, as, soon as she gets it. And, and I called the guy that that did the Fiesta and, and he's like, what type of car is it? I'm like, Oh, it's a, it's a type R. And he's like, he's like, well, and you said your mum bought this. I'm like, yeah. He's like, your mum <laughs> bought a type R. <laughs> Uh, which, which is the second person uh, the, uh, that, that has said that the exact same reaction. Um, i forgot got the, the, the lovely lady's name at Honda. She's like, wait, your mom's buying a <laughs> bike. Yeah. Buy buy <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, she's going to get a few different reactions.
2: I'm guessing guessing you won't be the last either, actually.
1: No, no. Um,
2: so your mom probably totally rock that car. So they won't be up. asking once you will totally rock that car. They won't be asking, you know, if it's hers once they see her in it.
1: Yeah, sure she'll, she'll be she'll be totally enjoying it and 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 having a great time. But what else what else have I been up to? I oh, I had a couple of other things I was gonna I was gonna mention, but I've completely forgotten. Um yeah, that that's oh yeah, Typhoon going for its service in tyres next week. Um so I've uh Bought the oil, bought all the stuff ready to go, the filters and all that. So, um, that's ready to go. And I bought some diff fluid as well. So, I want to try and change the diff fluid on it, see if that may. I'm going to put like an additive in there, see if that helps it. Um, because I know it needs to get you know redone eventually. But like the guys, like you can drive it for 100 200,000 k's like that, and it'll be fine. It'll just, it'll just be a little bit noisy and it'll annoy you. And I'm a bit anal with my car. Sorry, it's, it'll 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 probably get to the point where I want to do it. But if this fix, if this fixes it a little bit, I'll you yeah, know, I'll I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um so that is pretty much it on my end. Now, gentlemen, Edward Bunting always says to me Oh, imagine opening your garage and seeing those two cars in, in your in in your garage. You, you know like we would say 1980, it's 1988 and you open your garage and you've got an MR2 there and, uh, which is the uh the, you know the, the fun car on the weekend and you've got a Torago to take the kids to school in on the on you know during the week. Um it got me thinking about if you had to do a two car solution, that that you had to sell all your other cars, you know, get rid of everything you've got and have two cars, could be any car you want. That's a two car solution. They have to do it all. They have to be, be everything to, to you. What would it be? And it's a hard question because two because like, you know, we've all got multiple cars here on this show and, and geez, I'm making it sound like we're rich, but, but we're really not. Um, but, uh, I haven't you know, seen our cars, have they? <laughs> you know, they haven't seen our cars. Um, and I, uh, I was thinking, like, what would be the two car, the perfect two car solution? And and that is a that is a hard question. Like, I'd, I I would say, what oh, I'd have an MR2 as a fun yeah, as a fun you know, like a sports car. But then I'd, oh, I would have to get a boring daily, or or what would I what would I mix it completely up. Sure. It's it's a tough question. Um, so I thought I'd leave it in your capable hands, gentlemen, to see what you would have chosen and why for your perfect two car garage solution. Will you start us off, Maddie? Okay, well, I'm I'm I'm. You, more you than, go first. More happy to. So I was trying to think about of, of what, what type of cars, you know, in general I like, and and I like hot hatchbacks and I like, you know, performance sedans. Um, I do like Utes, but I like, you know, obviously, you know, you know your standard, not, not your dual cabs, big Utes. I like your, like, you know, your, your, your Falcon Commodore slash, you know, style Utes, um, where you can actually put stuff in the back. So, um, I was going to say I'd have because um, I'm not a big forward, like I like full driving and I like full, full drives, but I'm not a big full drive guy. Um, I would, I would probably say I would go with um, an XR6 turbo ute that could, that could get me through, you know, um, you know, to work and put all my stuff in the back It'd be super handy, put bikes in there, put, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd be the, I'd be the first point of call for everybody. Oh, moving house. you Can I borrow your ute for the weekend? Um, <laughs> so, uh, I would probably go like a. I, I wouldn't even buy like a, like a new one. I probably maybe like an early FG or 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 a BF, you know, a BFU. Um, uh, I probably get a magnet U, like a, in a really cool color like breeze or something. That that that'd be cool. Um, and then I, that would be that would be one of the cars. But my my other car solution was was a hard one because I was like, well, I need something that that's got four doors, a minimum of five seats. It's still practical. It's still fun. Um, cause like technically the U takes up the two seater sports car because it's a two seater. Um, so it kind of got me thinking of like, what else, what else could I, could I possibly, cause I could possibly have for that. And I kept coming back to, um, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Um, uh, w, it's, it's not a W204. It's S um, uh, S204 uh, wagon C63. And you know, it's a, it's a, it's, it's kind of a cool two car solution. It's a wagon, it's practical. Um, got a bit of go. But but my other option with that was like if I don't go for that, I would go for um I'd go for a W W W one two four wagon with the D seats in the back as a as you know, like a like a, just a three hundred T E and I think that would be would be the the good two car solution. te. What do you guys think? Do you think that's a that's a reasonable Reasonable thing. So
2: you would go manual in the U and auto in the
1: in the other car in the TE. I, I should, I'll probably go to the TE looking back there because because the the, the X6 Turbo Ute would be quick enough. Um, yeah. So I'd go the TE wagon. Um, in obviously in an auto three a three hundred TE. Um, you know I probably try get a later one. Um, and then yeah, I'd I'd really enjoy it. I think that'd be I think that's a two a good two car two car solution.
3: Yeah, wagon's always good of any, of any sort. I I've, you feel lost when you don't have a wagon after you've had one. Okay. You can just throw your, your the things in it if you get a flat-screen TV or, um, you know, plants or whatever, your yeah. dog. Um, yeah, you can go <laughs> away camping for the weekend. You can lay down. You can have a sleep in it. and You can do all sorts of things. It's just so convenient. So wagon definitely on the list, absolutely. But maybe an SRT. Like a track hawk or something. <laughs> a track hawk would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then um, yeah, maybe just a, a four cylinder performance type uh, four door um, car that you can just go to work in every day but still have fun on the weekends. So
1: are you saying possibly, knowing you a WRX, because I know what you like? Possibly, WRX.
3: possibly or something of that,
1: of that ilk?
2: Yeah. yeah. So, were you an old WRX person or a new WRX? Old, yeah, the Bug Eye, the 2002. Yeah. 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 The real one. one.
3: (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was unliked at the time, but I loved it. It was a great car back then. I think they they fell behind. They didn't sort of go with the times with performance as much, probably, but.
1: There's still a cracking drive. Like, I I think, I think, you know, anyone with like an older RX, like there's still a very raw, um, kind of very mechanical car to drive. And, and I, I, I used to, um I, I still, I still really like them. I still, I still do, you know, I, I've owned Subaru's and, and you know, like they've got, they've got their issues, but, but predominantly they're, they're a pretty good, they're a pretty good thing. So, all right. So, so you, you go, uh, let's clarify a WRX um, and then you go a Trackhawk. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's a, fair, that's a fair, that's a fair solution. Uh, David Prince.
2: Yeah, there's a, there's a few. I can't decide between my t- my, my collections. I, I do love the thought of a classic old Benz as well, but I'd probably go a C240 Estate, like a W202. Oh, yeah. Because uh, um, I originally plumped – I've been looking for one, yeah, half looking for one for a while because I just don't have any room for any more cars right at the moment. But we'll <laughs> check, watch this space in a couple of weeks' time if Grace does their job. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think the one, two, threes and the 124s, two, fours are decent ones. Are a, a lot of money now; they're, they're going up in value all the time. Whereas I think this, the two o twos, I think that'll be the next one to go. Only be, from the point of view that it's the next sort of cheap, oldest wagon they do, and um, yeah, quite still quite conventional, easy to maintain and reliable. But you have still got that great load space in the back, and you've still got that lovely single wiper and and three pointed star at the end of the bonnet and stuff. So. Pretty classic sort of feeling bins with most of the modern sort of um, comforts. So one of those would be good, and then you, you do want something, uh, you know, a bit a bit bigger that you can um, not sorry not necessarily a bit bigger, but with more carrying capacity. Probably, I've I've had a number of seven seaters over over my uh, my car life, and like Rob said, with a wagon, I mean they're really handy if you've got to cart people around. Um, I suppose now the kids will drive. I don't actually have to cut as many people around, but old habits die hard. So, um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a few seven-seaters. I always had a bit of a thing. I, I, I reckon uh, um, not the, the current Prado range, but the sort of mid mid to late 2000s range. They did pretty much everything you could want. I like they'll tow, they'll four-wheel drive, they'll carry seven or eight eight people. No, seven. I think there's seven-seaters. And you know, carry all sorts of stuff in the back, and they're still good to drive, you know, plenty easy to drive in traffic and all that sort of thing around town. So, wouldn't mind one of those. Um, so that, that would be two that'd be a classic Benz wagon and a Prado. Um, the other one, if I was you know, totally Honda geeking out, I'm yet to drive one any distance, but based on the FK8 and FL5, the FK8 stunned me from its drivability after thinking I was old, too old to be a type R guy. <laughs> Some people actually tell me I am too old to be a type R guy even now, but I live in yeah. hope that I can uh, persuade them otherwise. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, um, but one of the most practical cars I've ever driven. I mean it's a race car, it's it's a hatchback, it's it's seats I think they only seat four actually FL5s, don't they? I don't think oh, they've got 4. a on the back yeah four set. Pretty much, you could have every drive, up. it'd be fun. Let's face it, you know, it will be awesome. And the other thing I can't, is gnawing at the back of my head is is an Acti as well. I think an Acti, mm. that that would carry anything you need. It's got a bigger tray than most dual cab four wheel drives. Does. Um, basically a motorized tray. That's basically what yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> So I think the two, those two side by side in the garage would look pretty cool. All
1: right, so out of those four cars, you've got to pick two, what's oh. going together? What's going to get them, Prince? Good on you.
2: Okay. I'll take one for each group. I'll take the FL5 and the, and the Ben's wagon.
1: Ooh, okay. Good choice. Good choice. I like that.
2: All right. So you got your club plated cheapskate car.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it happens to be a station wagon and a Mercedes Benz. It's
1: a good option. It, it, it's a, it's a proper Benz too. No, let, let's not, let's not forget that. It's a, uh, That's right. That's right. Single wiper Benz. Um, Scotty. Oof. It's a tough it's question. A- like, it's, it's a, it's a, it is a tough yeah. question. It's you got to really think of what you need. And you know, I, I, I said, the only reason I chose to use is because it's practical and, and like, you know, and, but it will still be have a bit of performance, have a bit of fun with it. So, um, what would you go for?
0: Yeah. I think it depends on budget and things like that. So I'll, I'll keep the budget say under a hundred grand for both. Mm-hmm which is still pretty big budget but yeah, a
1: healthy budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you, you, you could do every, every, like, uh, what, what's called like 15 year old and say, Oh man, a big daddy sheer on and, uh, and listen, GTR. <laughs> yeah. <that's>...
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> be that
1: guy, Scotty, but you're not, but we're not guys here at the show.
0: <laughs> but, uh, I just wanted to go something a bit unusual and think about what, what I would use it for, that kind of stuff. So my first one, Kind of with wagons is the um Nissan Skyline crossovers mm. okay, as a bit of a daily. Um, they can look really nice, yeah, when you lower them a bit, so they don't really look like an SUV anymore. Yep. Um, 3.7 liter V6, can't go wrong with that. Perfect daily, throw oh. stuff in the back, fold down the seats, whatever you need to do. So comfortable to carry stuff and they're not overly expensive. So it's not too bad if you're dinging around a bit. So you know, not too scared about that. Um, but then obviously I need something fun when I want to go and drive around the twisties and things like that. Um, look for budget. Could I be stretching for a 32 or 33 GDR maybe? just to keep it a bit more realistic than the 34s, <laughs> <laughs> just stupid money. Yeah, I think that will be perfect just to take out and plot around, have a bit of fun that would we'll sit in the garage. That is what I'd choose. Um, and then I'm thinking, well, it also depends where we live. So I'm fine where I live, but I was thinking, what if you live closer to the city? So that wagon would be a lot tougher if you're trying to get around. Mm. So then I was thinking, well, I want to be a little bit unusual and well, we love our K cars Mm -hmm. and I'd probably go for the Subaru Vivio RXR. (laughs) (laughs) Something to stand out a little bit as my K car that I'd whiz around everywhere um, in the city. Wouldn't have dramas parking it, park absolutely anywhere, no dramas. So that's if I live close to the city, I'd have that one. And then obviously you would need a bit of a a family car if you're going on, on longer trips, something a bit more comfortable and cruisy. I'd just whip out a Toyota Century. Why not?
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, which the V12 or the or, or one of the new ones? I mean, new ones are probably going to blow your budget, but the new Century. Yeah,
0: they'll probably blow it. No, I go for the older ones. I just go with a nice, lazy V12 that you can just load up and just yeah. plod along and just waft down the freeway.
1: All right. So, so you've given us Century, you've given us Skyline Way, and you've given us thirty-two or thirty-three GTR, and you've given us your little Subaru K. What two are you going to pick?
0: What two I'll pick? Well, well, I guess fun thing about where I live and everything like that, it would probably be my my first two that I picked because I don't need to worry about parking that much, and you know when you if you got pets and things like that, eventually maybe kids or. Will... The Skyline crossover is perfect for that.
3: Mm-hmm. It's
0: comfortable, so you can take that on the longer drives. And when I feel like it and go on cruises and events and things, it's just whip out the GDR. Mm-hmm. Perfect.
1: Nice. There's a guy in the street of my of my where I work, and um, he's got, he's got one of those, you know, I suppose probably about five six years old Skyline wagon, you know, like those those big jacked up you know Skyline wagon things and um anyway he opened his garage and he's got two nissan gtrs it's so like r35 is just in there oh. and apparently this is the guy that's got like like 34s and is way behind that as well i was like this this guy's like living in the middle of I won't say where he's living but um i was like wow that's uh <laughs> it's quite your garage it seems you really like things that that are that are you know Nissan and such skyline such gtr related um so I was like, Phew, a, bit, a bit taken aback by that. Um, but did you see about the? Um, did you see Larry Chen's latest video, Scotty?
0: No, I haven't yet. No.
1: Nope. Uh, I don't know if you guys are aware of Larry Chen is. Uh, you probably would have heard of you know some some of his exploits. But basically, he went to this place in Japan. I forgot the name of the place, but it's um, it's the guy that just restores GTRs and, and like that. He just does all thirty threes, thirty twos, thirty fours. That that's all he does. And he's basically bought, you know, virtually every time they 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 do a rerun of like you know making stock, he pretty much buys it all and just you know and re- you know, restores these cars. And he's he's, he's about in his mid forties now, and he's like, I've only got time to do another hundred cars, and that's it. He's like, I don't want to do any more after that. I'm 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 done. Um, and he, he, started this job just because he, he kind of fell in love with, like, he fell in love with GDRs and then he, the one he bought was a bucket. So he, so he fixed it up and, um, and you know, even his wife works with him in, in, in the, in the workshop and it, it's really, really cool. Um, so I, but like they never said in the video how much the restoration would cost. And I think it'd be an eye watering number. Um, yes. so like they do nut and bolt restoration. they like think the full car apart, um, uh, yeah, uh, pretty
0: unbelievable. So I tell you what, it's probably cheaper than getting Nismo to do it because they do it in their workshop in Japan Yeah, full nut bolt, restoration and full price of that. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'd be, I'd be a bit worried about the pricing to be fair. Um, but this other place in Japan, like the, the, they did mention the, the Nismo, um, you know, the Nismo, so, you know, what they call, um, you know, program that, that, that they're doing. But, um, but, but this guy tries to recycle as much as he can and and, and restore original parts. And um, so like cool. if a part's like, you know, a bit, hey, going, he will say, well, if it's fixable, he'll fix it. Like, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll you know, um, sandblast it, you know, repowder powder coat it, you know, and, you know, bring it back. So, so he's like, he's like, it's not just, you know, buying new and, and putting it in there. He's, he's like, I only buy new when I have to. And like, he buys new for like the real rare, hard to get bits. And, he, and he's also re-engineered parts out of like, um, that have that have been failing on 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 them. Like for example, the the strut tops. Everybody knows the skyline strut tops. They, um, you yeah, know, they, they rust out. Um, and yeah. he, and he he's like, I got sick of of repairing them, so I decided to make my own versions. And and they don't have that lip where the water can get caught anymore. So so like he cuts them, the other ones out, puts these ones in there, and they're like you yeah, know they're they're better than they were from the factory. So, um, I think I think that's I think he's doing doing a good job with that. But yeah. but I was going to ask you, Rob. Um, you've been to Seymour a few times in terms of like restoration builds, did, did is there, is that big there? Or was it just like aftermarket or aftermarket parts?
3: Nah, that is restoration rebuilds are phenomenal. And I, I love what they do. With some of the old combination of old classics with modern running gear mm. uh, and how they uh, sort of combine them. Um, you know, old SL Mercedes, Benzes. When you look at it, they look totally original. But when you start looking at closer, you can see all the changes done to it. You know, with a modern, all the modern running gear and um, uh, even electronics and everything else within it. And uh, there's a lot of that sort of stuff. Um, uh, it's just phenomenal. You, you name it, anything that you can dream of or think of, um, with the modifications and of cars, it's there. Um, you know, from original type rebuilds. Um, there's some. <laughs> There's some beautiful Nissan um, 260Zs over the years that I've seen there. Um, uh, beetle convert, um, sort of full restorations of beetles. A lot of pickup trucks, um, which are resto mods. Um, uh, uh, a lot of it's more resto mod type stuff. And then they try to add on all the aftermarket parts Today's resto mods and, and all the engineering companies that build different chassis and suspensions and it just it, it's endless um and then there's all the Oem type reproduction type parts um that they put on the cars um with all the LED lights and you know you've got all the electronic gauges and um it's just like endless you know in what they have and what they do to the cars uh, it, it's it's great that they've actually the manufacturers of certain aftermarket components will get a, a classic car and use their parts, but just make it that much better. It just looks fantastic. And then you've got the the pickup scene, which is massive over there with the the, top, the big lift kits and the tires sticking out the guards. You just you can't. They're not usable, really. They're not. I don't even think they're usable over there to tell you the truth. They're just. <laughs> Damn fine. Yeah, but you can walk underneath the car with all the suspension sticking out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Just, just some- talking
2: about about those um resto mod type things. The uh, I sent around out a picture in the chat earlier in the week, Mitsuoka in Japan have, have just released a new one called the M fifty five. Um and mistakenly I, I I just assume when I first saw it, it was trying to be a Dodge Challenger. Yeah. Replica, Mitsuoka mm. is a small yeah. volume company in Japan that do these weird ass things. Like the, most people know of the Mitsuoka Vute, which was a, a micro uh, that had a um, like a Mark II Jag front and rear end on it. So from 10 feet away or actually probably 30 feet away, it looks a bit like a Mark, 10, a Mark II Jag. It's actually a Nissan micro. Um, but I stand corrected because since that car's got sort of more press, it's actually more closely related to the original GTR, uh, the um which we got the Ken Mari GTR, which we got here is the 240K. Yeah. So I think that's actually what they were going for. I, I think the Dodge Challenger was barking completely up the wrong tree now. You look at it again. And they've been I've seen quite a few pages where they've compared the Mitsuoka with the, the original car we got here is the 240k, which I always loved. They were always a bit awkward looking thing but um particularly the two-door coupe and and even the four-door looked a bit strange but age has been kind to them and and now they're they're worth a lot of money if you can find them because there aren't many of them around
1: can i just say i thought the mitsuoka looked actually pretty good i actually actually quite liked it like usually mitsuoka stuff i'm just like oh what have they done but that's right
2: usually it looks like they've really been drinking the ink but
1: I, like the, the Sylvia stuff they did in the eighties and early nineties was, was horrendous. Like that was like, that was an abomination to, to all things automotive. But, <laughs> um, but the, you know, that one I was, I was like, I can get behind that. It's, you know, it was based on obviously the, the current civic, but it actually looks I think I think it, in some ways from some angles, especially in the front end, I think it looks better. Like it's, it's a really, it looks, it looks really aggressive and, um, do, oh, how does how does work? work David? like, do they buy the cars from from Honda, let's say, and then they, they have
2: they, um, they, basically... they have agreements with them. Yeah, they have agreements with them because they sort of get them a bit like how Holden used to send their cars to HSV. Sort of, they just have the black plastic bumpers on them rather than the body coloured bumpers because a lot of those sort of parts were were replaced as part of the sort of facelift that they got. Mitsuo with the view have actually quite famously, because the Micro stopped being produced, so it's now actually based on the Yaris. So oh. they've, they've, they've crossed the supplier from um, going from Nissan to, to Toyota, and, and the new one actually is a hatchback and not, not a car with a boot. So even though the Micro was a hatchback too, they engineered it in such a way that it still had okay. a boot the new one um, but yeah I I saw one when we were in Kanazawa a few months a couple of months ago um which was the Lesade, I think the yeah yeah oh my yeah it shocking looking bit of kit but it was this guy was proud as punch driving his it's through uh, Kanazawa. so there's a certain that, and they they did some horrible things to accord euros or what we call a euros mm. CL9 euros they've got really oddball front and rear ends on those um, and you really just have to sort of look at the the center of the car, the glasshouse area, and the doors to sort of identify what the well, don't car is. In. But um, they've got another one that's based on the row Four, so they've already got an agreement with Toyota. So they which is almost sort of Chevy Blazer-ish from the '70s, sort of like a chunky, um, chunky sort of blocky wagon thing, which is just not far off of the RAV4 40s, I suppose. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't a big stretch, I'm guessing. But um but yeah, so it, it, it's it's interesting when companies, you know, that's their livelihood is actually taking someone else's work and enhancing it for their own uh, own purposes.
0: Enhancing it. Mm. <laughs> well picked up Scotty well picked up. <laughs> you know as you're saying the the same you know was based off the S thirteen.
2: Just, oh I didn't realize
1: that. I believe they they pulled the whole front front end forward like the the, the the front wheels and suspension were all moved forward to because they wanted to you know make it look like that Cruella de Vil kind of S car. Well it's,
0: it looks like that. It looks yeah. like a caricature of a car really. Not not in the inside though. It's still very much <laughs> S13. S13 S- yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. Very much so. some cool cool stuff like in Japan. When you get a moment, Google oh. the um the uh MX five two thousand GT replica. I've seen They're those cool. they are cool. I kinda like that them. looks really cool. No, I do I I, I totally uh, totally get that one.
0: Uh, what about the um the Mitsuoka one they made the o- Orochi? Orochi. Is oh yes, the- yes. Oh yeah, that, that was weird <laughs> face thing it's all
2: it looks sort of like a, something out of the deepest of the, of the ocean, didn't it?
0: Yeah, it looks like it's from the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not 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 the most handsome of cars. No, they've come up with some crazy things.
1: But the, this latest one with the Civic, I kind of like it. I think it, I think it looks good. I, I would I would happily say, yeah, that's
2: that's good. You... Interesting to see if it goes into production. At the moment, I think it's just yeah. a, a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Gee, Mitsuoka doing a concept, that's right, I think. they're interesting to follow them on um, Instagram, actually, Mitsuoka Motor Company. So they're they they they're pretty um, pretty active on Instagram, so it's worth having a look. Oh, I have to have a look.
1: They seem, they seem pretty nuts, to be fair. <laughs> There's
2: also a company um, in Japan, too, that take the Honda Beat, which is the little K uh, sports car from the 90s, um, and turn it into a mini NSX. So they put an NSX front and tail nice. on it. And, and that looks pretty cute. I mean, that looks like a "Honey, I Shrunk the NSX" sort of thing. <laughs>
1: quite, quite literally is. I mean, yeah. <laughs> David, they never did a convertible NSX today. They I did a Targa. They did a Targa, yeah, but, but not like, yeah, not like not a, a convertible. convertible yeah, yeah, I, I, I didn't didn't think they did because it, it just looked like a convertible, like like a, a roof chopped off. that. I mean, technically, it's it's a mid-engine car anyway. So, mm. yeah, that, that, that that's pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Well, okay, I just found my favorite one that they've made. I didn't even know this went into production. Based off the MX-5, the Mitsuoka Rockstar. Yeah. (laughs) Oof. That's a Corvette,
2: isn't
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is actually very cool. (laughs) Jeez, that actually looks like a
1: Corvette Stingray.
0: Yeah. That
1: that actually looks very good. (laughs) I kind of like that.
0: (laughs) yeah i'd rock that yeah, really, cool. like a star <laughs> yeah i like the name too rock star i mean
1: they haven't been shy in trying to copy what it is ever have they like they've been they've been unashamedly bad at it but like that that's kind of cool i, I kind of I like that all right john let's move on to tonight's car quiz which has been written by mr david prince oh yes i uh, will
2: so yet another one that was um Little bit on the fly, so it do excuse the um range of questions and where they go. Oh, no worries at all. There are um quite some um uh interesting things I learned doing this one actually tonight. So, okay, question one late 1955, Rob. This one's for you, mate. <laughs> No, neither am I. But I mean, we're closer there than these two. Let's let's do it. In 1955, the first overland trip between London and Singapore was undertaken by two vehicles. What it took seven months, and they covered 19,300 kilometres. What were the two vehicles? They were the same. Rob. Rob. Was the original Land Rovers? Correct. Series one Land Rovers. Uh, one was called Canterbury, and one was called. Cool, can't one was called Canterbury, one was called Cool. Can't remember. <laughs> the other one. Another beginning. No, no, no,
1: no, I do know it took them six months. Six, look at those drawing.
2: Harsh. True, but harsh. Okay. Uh, question two How many generations of Celica did Toyota produce?
1: Oh, God.
3: Rob, I'll take a stab. Rob. Take a stab, Rob. Four. Incorrect.
1: I'm just counting him in my head. Hang on. <laughs> Matthew?
2: Matthew?
1: Oh, I'm going to get this wrong. Was it nine? Incorrect. Oh.
0: Scotty? On a plane? Um, I just had to fix my speaker. I said Scott. I was like, hmm, it's all quiet. What's happening? Oh, <laughs> I, um, I, I was going to say five. Uh, incorrect. It was seven. seven. Oh, okay. I'm missing two. All over the place. Yeah, I I realised why I
1: went too over. I can't, I, I counted R A and T A, but I counted them twice. Uh, that's that's my mistake. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Question and uh, score check, many. Uh, Rob destroying us currently on one, and we are on zero, Scotty. Zero. So zero. Okay, all
2: right. Question up. three: Which Melbourne raised personality was the marketing face of the convertible version of the Ford car in the UK?
1: Marketing face from Australia.
2: Yeah, the ads were in the UK, but Mm -mm. this person was Melbourne-raised. Rob. Rob. Not Kylie Minogue, was it? Correct. It was Kylie Minogue.
0: Wow, okay.
2: (laughs) She's pretty popular over there, isn't she? She is is huge (laughs) over there. Bonus question,
1: what was the car called? Matthew. Matthew. That will be the sport car. Oh, I thought it was. Um, oh no, it's. it's
2: I
0: think other,
1: that's incorrect. Ah, I know what you're, I, I'm screwed. Completely screwed. Oh, I know what it's
0: called. Scotty, like. can you bring it home? No, I can't. Oh damn, <laughs> I can't remember what they call it.
1: Can I answer it, even though I won't get the point? I said the wrong one, but anyway, yeah. uh, I'll, I'll wait till Rob. I'll wait till Rob has
3: a go. No, uh, I, I can't. Re- I don't. I, I, I can visualise it, but I can't. I just uh,
1: no. Nah. It'll be the streetcar. The streetcar is correct. Yeah. yeah,
2: but no point. Neil point. Oh. Matthew, on that one. <laughs> okay, question four. Good get with the Kylie Minogue, Rob. Very well done.
1: I was actually thinking, Kylie. I'm like, I'm like, who, who else would, would they know from, 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 from here? I mean, like, it had to be Kylie.
2: Not I'm to be here. confused with her, um, her version of "Better the Devil You Know" being used as the song for the original HRV launch in Australia. There you go. Oh. Uh, question four. What year did the Nissan Skyline GTR win Bathurst? Scott.
0: Matthew. Scott. 91. Correct, Scotty. Good. Well done. You ba- you uh, bonus points.
2: Who was the driver that gave the famously unforgettable speech from the podium? Matthew. Uh, Matthew got in, damn it.
1: That would be Mr. Jim Richards. You're a pack of arseholes, you know? are. Pack
2: of yeah. a Pack of <laughs> uh, That's correct. That's the bonus point for you, Matthew. Okay, question number five. The first version of the Suzuki Alto that was marketed in Australia was built where? Matthew. Rob. Ooh, I think Rob was first.
3: I was pretty close. So it wasn't me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right, El, um, India. Correct. Correct, Matthew. Rob. Bonus question Who built it?
1: Matthew. What was the company? Oh. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Matthew.
2: Oh, Matthew. Uh, Maruti. Maruti, indeed, correct. Correct. Well, there's bonus questions flying around here. That oh mate.
0: Scotty, is your speaker working? Did you answer that too? No, I didn't, not that one. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Just... Score check, Rob three, myself two, and Scotty on one. Rob, so you don't need Harley, mate. Yeah, you,
3: you're... Oh, no, no, I don't. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, these questions may have been tailored for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: While we're in the subcontinent, how much longer is the new five-door Suzuki Jimny than the three-door closest to winds?
1: Are we after in, in millimeters? Rob, Rob, three hundred millimeters.
3: Okay, Rob, Rob. Rob. three hundred millimeters? Okay,
1: millimeters is Rob. I'm going to go bigger than that. I think it's quite. I think it's quite considerably larger. I'm going to say eighty. or oh, sorry, I'm um, hundred. Eight hundred.
0: Yep. So I was thinking it's not as long, so I was going to say 250 mil. I don't reckon they've really added that much.
2: Okay. Rob gets the chocolates this time. It's Ooh. actually
3: 340 millimetres longer. Ooh. I knew it was around there, but, yeah, I wasn't exactly sure.
2: Yeah. So 800, that would be the XL7 Jimny that, that's coming out next year, I think.
0: <laughs> <With no laughs> the, old, the old six door.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed indeed question seven closest to how many hot wheels cars are produced by mattel each year oh,
0: that's
3: a good question that's a great that's question Rob, you want to go? i'll start a million a million okay a million yep maddie
1: i'm gonna say 30 million
0: 30 million 30 million. 30 million. Mm. Scotty? I'm going to say 12.5 million. 12.5 <laughs>
2: <laughs> million. Okay. Um, Maddie gets the chocolates this round. Mattel produces 519 oh, million oh, Hot th- Wheels cars every year.
1: Every year? <laughs> My God. Oh,
2: yeah. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? That is nice. Yeah, yeah. Five hundred and nineteen million. I couldn't believe it when I read it. Um, most of them are in my garage, if anyone's <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty. I thought
1: that was pretty cool. Um so Technically they would be the world's largest manufacturer.
2: Automotive producer,
0: probably. <laughs> Oh, by a mile, yeah. <laughs> Miles.
2: And 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 for a while, I think it was the little Tykes company too, producing those little push-along um, yeah. cars. It looked like a smart car.
1: <laughs> have, have you ever seen the people that, that make their smart cars into those? Yeah, yeah, I think it's oh, fantastic. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. If I, had, if I had a smart car, I would do that. That would be... 100%. Exactly would uh,
2: question eight. Next generation Subaru Forester will feature hybrid tech from which other manufacturer?
1: Ooh, that's a good question.
3: Rob wrong was it Mitsubishi uh,
1: incorrect uh, mm. Matthew Matthew so I'm trying to think who Fuji Heavy Industries is in bed with and they're not really in bed with anybody <laughs> um but they have been in bed with General Motors at some point um especially when they when they were doing the Saab you know sub connection so I'm going to say General Motors incorrect okay
0: Scotty I'm going to say Nissan.
2: Incorrect.
0: Ooh, Toyota, isn't
2: it? I, I'm 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 completely gobsmacked. <laughs> I thought you'd be all over it instantly. Toyota. Brz eighty-six. Oh
1: yeah! Oh jeez!
0: Like, like... <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought that was Rob, his, his said, Rob said like. Mitsubishi, didn't he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought he said Toyota. That's why I didn't say Toyota. I wasn't going to be I'm
1: like, Sorry? I, I, I like Party Simon was gonna to say Toyota, but I'm like, that's 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 too easy. it's too easy, be, It, it <laughs> would be <use> Toyota. <laughs> like, surely not. Um but here we go. I, I sort of I sort of read it and I thought not really,
2: you know, but I don't know. Well, it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, they're, they're already collaborating on that. And so yeah, it, well, it makes sense to use the world's most efficient hybrid technology. Correct. Right. You know, if you're already in an in arrangement with them.
3: Yeah. Oh, look. That's all right. right. I'll, I'll ask the question later. What was the first hybrid car ever built? What company? Ooh. Hybrid car ever built? Yeah.
2: Mm. Wow. Okay. It's probably steam and electric or something back in eighteen hundred and something.
3: Yeah, well, well, it's not steam, but it was petroelectric, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah. It's was probably like a, like a, like a Duesenberg or something, like something something weird and obscure. I,
3: I was watching the YouTube today. It was actually Porsche. Really? Yeah, it's, that's what apparently that's what wow. I, they they said. So well, they they could be wrong, but that's what I saw on YouTube today. Yeah, Porsche. And it's not. 11. <laughs> Uh, Mercedes actually had a hybrid too, electric hybrid, petrol electric, back then.
2: Hmm. Well, that plays into our next question, interestingly, the return of technology. In the last month, what two manufacturers have unveiled real-world hydrogen prototypes of established models?
3: Hmm. It's no one. What's the second one? I get half a point if I say, Rob, it's Toyota? Uh, half a point. Yes, that's half of... And and Porsche. Not
2: that I'm aware, no. That's not the one I was thinking of.
0: I know Toyota. I'm trying to think what the other one would be. Um, Mercedes, Matthew Mercedes.
2: No, 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 incorrect. Scott. Uh, Scott. Honda. Correct. Oh, Correct. Honda. Correct. Yeah. So... That just ties into that coming back to the technology, which was established some time ago, because Honda were big into hydrogen in the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Clarity, yeah. Um, bonus question: Which models? So we're looking for three models. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they're real-world hydrogen prototypes of established
1: models. Okay, Matthew, I'm going to say for Honda, it'd be the CRV. Correct. So that's point, point 0.5 for that one?
2: Uh, well, there's three points. So no, make one point each. Point three, three, three.
1: three. Um, yeah. I want to say for Toyota, the RAV4?
3: Incorrect. Okay. Rob, was it the Corolla? Incorrect.
0: Oh. Uh, Camry?
2: Incorrect. Oh, okay. uh, the other two were the High ace and the Hilux. Oh, really hydrogen power
1: yeah. Cool. yeah I think I still think hydrogen's the answer personally but anyway that's uh it's another story
2: um I wouldn't disagree with you I would be very excited to see where it goes I hope it continues but please let's just be really nice to portion help them with their development <laughs> of the e fuel question 10. The Vatican has just announced that it will replace, replace its ageing fleet of Ford Focuses with 40 watt.
0: Oh, jeez. Fiat 500s.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Incorrect>. ferales. Ferales. <laughs>
0: I only work on the Ferraris. <laughs> 40 of them. they got enough money for 40 of them.
1: Yeah, they, they do. <laughs> um, I was gonna say, like, if they were to rock up with 40, 40 Ferraris, and I'd be like, "Is this where my um, is this where my you know my church money goes?" Yeah, the donations every I'm like, I'd be like, "Well, I can't be angry because I like cars, but like, I like, <laughs> but I wouldn't be happy." I'm trying to think if they've if they, I mean, they're pretty conservative, so if they've had focuses before that, they don't really do the focuses anymore. Um, the next kind of option that they'd probably go with would be VW Golf's half awesome a point. Oh, okay.
3: All right. I'll, I'll take the 0.5. Oh, so, uh, a T cross.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> incorrect.
2: <laughs> uh, so do you had to go didn't you? you new 500s? Have you got a real guess or is that, was that your real guess? <laughs> if Volkswagen
0: golf was half a point, then is it <laughs> the Polos? <laughs> uh, incorrect.
2: Yeah. Um, the Vatican have just announced that it will replace its aging fleet of Ford focuses with 40 electric Volkswagen ID three, fours and fives. Oh,
1: wow. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. There you
2: go got long extension cords.
1: Yeah. So there you go. That's ten questions. Score yeah. check, please. Maddie. Score check please is a Scotty 1.5 and equal in first place is myself and Rob on 4.5 each. Ooh. Ooh.
2: Okay. 4.5 each. I didn't even do a tiebreaker. Can you share the glory or you didn't need
1: to? I'm happy to share. I'm happy, I'm happy to share.
0: The, oh, the, the, the tiebreaker is <laughs> who was the first company to make the hybrid car?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, I'll shake your hand virtually saying, Good game, sir. <laughs> um, well done. <laughs> So oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Good questions, um, David. Five hundred and ninety million
2: million Hot Wheels
3: cars. That's crazy.
2: Friend of the show, Melissa Ong would be very. which she probably knew that?
3: Actually, oh, yeah, she, she she would absolutely. Yeah. yeah, Matchbox are still fairly big, aren't they?
1: Yeah, they are.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matchbox. Uh, Woolworths like Matchbox, and I like going to Woolworths to look at Matchbox. They do oh, have so. a habit of just rehashing the same cars, but just painting them in different colours. Right.
3: Yeah, I think back in the like 70s and 80s, Matchbox were more, how can I say, detailed.
1: They are. They still are. They still are.
3: Yeah. Then Hot Wheels. Do you mean Hot Wheels? Yeah. Hot Wheels are always yeah. exaggerated at all. You know, unique Hot Wheel cars.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Caricatures tours and Characters yeah, yeah. no, yeah. can't cop those. Don't. None of the, there are none of those in my garage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Same here. <laughs>
2: they've got to look like the real thing yeah
1: (laughs) i remember i uh i i I found a treasure hunt by accident like it was a it was a tesla um what was it was it first tesla the the tesla the sports car Uh, model s S. oh the roadster um,
2: roadster Roadster.
1: Roadster, i was like oh this actually looks pretty cool for a for a tesla for, for a tesla roadster and i bought it anyway i found out how much it was worth it was worth 80 bucks because uh, the standard had different wheels and it had like a candy paint. And I was, I was like, I didn't even know it was a treasure hunt until, until I yeah, had a kind of look at it. I was like, look, looked pretty cool. Um,
3: wasn't it a Lotus chassis anyway?
1: Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, absolutely it was, yeah. It was virtually a Lotus, at least underneath. There's one currently circ- or, you know, circling the, the Earth in orbit as it's... Uh, yeah, you, yes. You can, see, you can see, you can watch it on YouTube live, which is which is quite funny. But I just wanted to say, guys... In terms of electric cars, you now Rob, you've got an electric car. How have you found the ownership experience so far?
3: Patchwood, um, great. It's been good. You just jump in it and press drive, and off you go. You don't have to, you know, press buttons or turn things on, on use keys. Your phone's just – you just turn turn the app on and, it, and you're there. In terms
1: of charging, do you just charge it at home that's it?
3: So 90% of our charging has all been done at home. Yeah. Okay. So it gives you the stats. Um, I've been telling my wife, she, she spends two or three hours at the shops. Uh, so just, it's free. When you're down at Watergarden, down at shopping centre, plug it in and just charge at the shopping centre yeah. when you can. So she's been doing a bit of that when she does her big shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we've used a Tesla superchargers maybe three times. Um, down in Geelong and um, there's one at um, Maribyrnong. Are they free or do you have to pay for them? <laughs> they're, they're, they're a bit dearer. They're like 23 cents a kilowatt. Okay. I, on recollection, but probably even higher. So, or 32 cents, maybe. Yeah, more like 32 cents a kilowatt, but it charges in 18 minutes and off you go again. So you're not hanging around for too long. So if you're on a bit of a trip, you could, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. But, I, I, you've got to plan your trips. If you're doing anything further than Benigo, Geelong, Ballarat, yeah, you, yeah. Or if you're trying to get to Aubrey, you know, there's one at Euroa and you've got to stop there and and charge it if, if you know, if there's a free one. But I, I think using it as a, as a second or third car, as we have, um, going to work every day, fantastic. We've had, never have like, it's just easy. And I think she, my wife likes not having to go to a petrol station yeah. At all. Um, So she does actually plug it in, which is great. So I don't have to have you fill up your car. I normally don't have to jump into a half charged car or a half empty or empty car with fuel, you know, as she used to do with the the Bajero Sports and and all the other cars and petrol cars that we've had over the years. She you, she'll run them right down to you know that last little bit, and I always have to go and fill it up on a weekend. <laughs> so yeah.
1: like, I'm asking you this question because. There's been a massive turnaround for people that have been owning EVs that are going back to combustion engines. There's there's been a big shift of it, and like I think for your situation, especially with Deb and how she drives it, she just drives it to work. She doesn't do what 400 a a week, so she she technically charges it once a week and she's fine. Um, yeah. And and I get I get it for that. I think I think nothing I, I think it's great. And I think and I honestly think the Tesla situation, how they do it, is probably probably the best. But I want to get your opinions on. Would you consider getting another EV, or, or, or would you just, or would you be like, ah, uh, it was fun, but it was kind of a novelty. Like, would you, would you, would you
3: consider? It's going funny to- you say that. It's funny you say that because I, I told Deb that we won't get, we won't be ever getting another EV after this one. Uh, yeah. What I'm concerned about is uh, resale towards retirement. What car do you want to keep? At all, you can't drive anymore, mm-hmm. and you probably go a hybrid. Um, and that's why you see a lot of um RAV4s so that all, all the retirees are buying all these RAV4s, and it's, there's a two year wait for them because yeah. there's some uh savings in that if they're driving to the shops back and forth every day, the, 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 they could run on that that 30k or whatever 60k range it's got. And, and then if they need to do a longer trip, um, and I think a, a, a hybrid type um, scenarios, probably a better last car towards your later years. But electric, um, we might go and have electric one more. Um, but Like we'll probably turn this over in two years' time. Um, will still be three or four-year warranty on a battery. Uh, it's sellable. um, But you don't want to be running it into that seven, eight, nine, 10 years. How uh, many cases has it done? Um, I believe it's done around about – 20 odd uh, thousand 20, kilometers. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, in a year and a
1: half. So, so you've driven it, you've driven it a fair bit.
3: Yeah, well, we, when we go to Geelong or go anywhere, it's always in a Tesla. We go to the shops. It's great because you take away, you're throwing fr- a, it in, in a frunk. So you, you're carrying your takeaway. All I have to do is pop the bonnet, and the bonnet's popped, or the boot. <laughs> Yeah, the bonus pop. you throw your pizza in there. And a, and a family-sized pizza fits in there perfectly too. So, <laughs> so it's perfect for family pizzas. Domino's <laughs> will have them next. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> it's actually got 26,725 kilometres on it. Okay. And um, the charge stats, basically, uh, totally charged this year um, is 3,362 kilowatts, cost me a $1,000 spent in charge. In, over the year, $1,000 to charge it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they use the current um, stats for the, the petrol when you charge it. So it compares to the the, the day rates on, on whatever the fuel costs. So it is a $1,300 saving in fuel
1: okay.
3: for that, whatever, six months. I think it goes from, yeah, whenever you bought it or purchased it from that anniversary date. So since, you know, sort of... February, we saved $1,300. We bought it in February, March 2022. So as a second car, running around, going to shops, going to work, stop starting, great. Highway, not so good. Yeah, reliability, like I said, touch wood. Um, and, And I think the fit and finish is pretty good yeah so i'm pretty happy with it and i'm pretty fussy with fit and finish um it, the only thing i'm not happy with and i actually we had a tesla guy come out because they had to do change the compliance plate they apparently didn't meet adr compliance or something the sticker and that's oh. a stick sticker on a door so they had to take a sticker off and put another sticker on and, and ask him about the seat actually when you because there's that much talk when you take off and stop uh take off you can feel a bit of a click in the, the seat rail um, and he reckons that's quite common on all of them. So that's the only complaint I've got is that bit of a movement in, in the the actual seat rail itself. But yeah, suspensions, you know, there's that complaint about the sp- suspension being a bit harsh and it is a little harsh. Um and the new the, I think they resolved that with the new um model three that's coming out with better uh, slightly better uh, softer tires or better tires and They've adjusted the suspension, but they've actually um, reduced the top speed on them as well um, to make up the difference on the tyre ratings. Apparently, the tyres are not rated for the higher speed, the new tyres. But, yeah, I can't complain. I, I really can't. But I think a hybrid's petrol. Yeah, a hybrid's the way to go. Maybe a plug-in hybrid or something like that, maybe. So that might be our next car, some sort of hybrid.
1: But right. I wanted to add to that because I, I, when I was at Honda, I saw the I saw the new ZRV, you know, uh, hybrid. Oh, you, you, you've got to head off. Oh, sorry, Toto, no, I, I didn't realize. No, no, you're right,
2: you're
1: right, no, um, no, Sorry. Right. What were you saying? I saw, saw the new the new hybrid ZRV. Did, was was that? Were you possibly considering that or did you think about it or were you just like, no, nah, straight petrol, that, that's just how it's going to be? No,
2: no, we, we certainly w- wanted to consider it. Um, the deciding thing came down to um, at this stage, we still wanted a spare tire and the, yeah. the hybrid doesn't have a spare tire because of the battery. Yeah. Uh, and it was only available in the top spec car, which was sort of another 10 grand on top of what we paid. So, you know, Toyota's got a much better system where that as far as that's concerned whereby you know you can you can have a hybrid drive system on the on the base model if you want you know you can you can order any of their models with hybrid systems or without and i think that's long term i think that's where these to sit Mm -hmm. how you do them all hybrid and then we (laughs) then lose you um uh, actually interestingly ed was saying that his mum's yaris cross hybrid has a has a spare tire um but not in the four-wheel drive model, yes. is, That's another variant that, that, that Toyota can offer. They can offer two-wheel two drive or four-wheel drive. But, um, uh, yeah, so no, no, it, it, it wasn't. A, we would have liked to have gone hybrid this time, but, it, yeah, it wasn't going to work for us this time. So hopefully next
1: time. Next time. Come back in five years. With, uh, <laughs> I think that's a podcast, gents Yep, yep, yep. Have you have so a great working fun
2: so what was that i said you have a great week i must fly.
1: yeah you too mate we'll, we'll, we'll okay. talk to you later. take care
2: thank you
1: see ya rob's fabrications firefighting um burglary alarm systems metalwork spray painting, spray metal painting work. lawn mowing you know, uh, what's, what's, what's <laughs> called uh, blasting and, and and uh and everything yeah, he's the guy you know you know where to find him scotty's golf
0: tip of the week golf tip of the week is just something to think about when you're hitting your long irons because a lot of people freak out when hitting them. So do I because you watch a lot of golf and you see how experts hit them and you're always comfortable with your 7-iron. Just play it like a 7-iron. Don't try and hit it as hard as you can. Just concentrate on the swing and go for it. You're not going to be able to hit it as far as a pro, so don't expect to hit it as far as a pro, but... As long as you make good contact, you'll be fine. So just hit it like a seven iron, like you normally do. Nice swing. Don't try and hit as hard as you can and it should
3: improve. Isn't that rewarding when you just hit it on that sweet spot and you hear it or... and you hit it and it just keeps on going all the way. It is
0: the best feeling. <laughs> I finally, because I was having trouble hitting my hybrid club that I've got and It's based off like pretty much like a four iron, this hybrid club, and I've hit it terribly so many times. I just cannot do it. So I keep switching back to my irons again and just using my three iron. But then I was there a couple of weeks ago and I thought, I'm just going to give it a go. I'll just do my normal kind of stance, nothing fancy, and just hit it and it just took off (laughs) and everything. I hit it perfectly. It sounded so good. I was wrapped. Yeah. Couldn't replicate it.
1: Does <laughs> like get any more practice at the driving range with that, going.
0: Oh, I know. I, I don't know why. I just can't hit it.
3: Trouble with it. so will no. do a talk on the golf course one day, Matty. What was that, uh, Rob? Talk on the golf course. <laughs> in, a, in a golf cart. <laughs> in a golf cart.
1: <laughs> uh, that would that would be fun. Uh, like and share our Facebook page, Car Talk T R Q. Major, if you miss any of our previous episodes, it will up on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasting outside. So don't forget to subscribe right and view us there. Check out our merch, go to the Teespring store, go to tspring.com and type in car talk store. Support the show there by buying some merch. Or you can support the show by becoming a patron to our patron. Hi to our patrons. Um go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast. Gentlemen, honor as always, I'll see you next time. Take it easy. See
2: yeah. ya.